0: Romans chapter 1, please. Romans chapter 1. I want to welcome those that will be viewing by way of uh, YouTube as we record the service tonight. And I pray that the word preached, you might mix it with faith, that it would be profitable unto you. And I ask the same for our people here as well. And, And we want to look at some things tonight. What I want to address tonight is I want to look at the only... Roman road to heaven the only Roman road to heaven have you ever heard the saying all roads lead to Rome have you ever heard that well you know that might be true in their their empire and think about it back in the day I mean the Roman Empire went all the way into what we you know is modern-day Great Britain and up into those areas and well into the into the Asian and and uh, European uh, continent and so forth and down into Africa how far it extended and you know one of the things that helped the Empire be smaller to a to a certain degree and what they were known for uh, in all of their building and civil engineering that they had back in that day was their roads and uh, they were known for their roads and and what that meant was that meant communication. And that really what that did in a way is it made the empire a little smaller when you really think about it because they were able to traverse it and, uh, and protect it and, and, and the like. And you know, it's kind of like what the internet has done to the world, it's made it really a kind of a small place. And, and yet thinking about Rome, we know that that may have been true in that day, all roads lead to Rome that may have been true of their empire but that's certainly not true about the kingdom of heaven about the kingdom of god and and how we enter in and so all roads do not lead to heaven they don't and uh you know some people feel that way you know it's all the same thing whether it's whether it's all confucius buddha whatever you know the masonic lodge in part teaches that in order to become a mason you have to agree to certain things that all of these men were prophets in their own right, and they include Jesus as being one of those prophets. And, and beloved, that's a lie about those things. None of those men compare to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so there's only one road, and God Himself is the map maker. Amen. He's the map maker, and so you got to go by His way. So, so let's begin reading in verse. Let's begin reading in verse 16. Paul writing here said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein, now that word therein is referring to the gospel. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so what I want us to start off with tonight is I want us to understand something about the revelation of God. The revelation of God. Notice what it says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. When we talk about revelation, we're talking about really a supernatural act of God whereby man comes into contact or begins to have some knowledge or information about God. Because if God didn't reveal those things, if there was no revelation, men would forever stay in the dark. And so, and so those things have been revealed. And so what did God reveal here? Well, number one, He revealed His design. His design. Here is the way of righteousness and there's no other way notice what it says for therein is the righteousness of god revealed from faith to faith the righteousness of god well what is the righteousness of god well this this i want you to know it's the first marker to show you that you are heading in the right direction there there was a there was a missionary true story a missionary in Papua new guinea and uh and he was going to go preach over in the next village and uh and it was some walk which is not uncommon in the highlands you just don't drive everywhere you've got to get out in the bush and you do a walk about it you might be out there for several hours and sometimes you know it might be as much as eight hours and then have to take a canoe ride or whatever and go upstream and then walk a little bit more to get to those villages anyway as he was walking he had a highlander with him someone who knew the way and, uh, and he started off on, as they were going on the journey, they'd been gone a little while, and he saw this, like the path was well marked, and he started to go that way. And the, and the Highlander said, oh no, he said, we've got to go over here. And, and the missionary said, well, man, I, the, I mean, I can tell that that's where people have been walking. Is this, is this not the way? And he said, oh no. He said, that's not the way, the way is over here. And he, and he talked with him, he said, man, I, I can't see that there's even a path. And he said, well, I know the way, I want you to trust me. And he said, well, why isn't that the way? And he said, well, the reason why that path is so well-worn, that's the way that we drive the hogs. And there's a pit out there. We drive them into the pit. when we want to... You don't want to go that way, brother. <laughs> and he had to listen to the guide. Listen to what the Lord Jesus said. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it so when we talk about when we talk about god's design and what he revealed here is the way of righteousness that god has for all mankind and where is that found it is found in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ notice what he says verse 17 for therein in the gospel of Christ is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith And what what does what does Hebrew say doesn't Hebrew say looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith he is the one and so so the first marker to show us that we're heading in the right direction is that we must submit ourselves to God's design. And you notice Paul doesn't talk about, as he started this letter, remember we talked about the, the, the opening verses, we're talking about him, his character, and, and his calling and so forth. And then we on Sunday we talked about what was in Paul. He says, as much as lieth in me is, and we looked at those things. You notice as he starts off he doesn't say well you know man i've traveled through spain and i've seen the mountains there and i've been on i've been in the mediterranean there and boy the waters are so beautiful and all the fish were plentiful and we had such good things to eat and and the trees that you might see there he doesn't give them you know it's not like following a national geographic You know exploration on the travel channel or whatever he doesn't do that he he introduces himself and he talks about how he cares about them and what does he do right away and he said man i'm not ashamed of the gospel and here it is and he starts off right away with the truth of the message of what every man woman boy girl needs to hear now i know i'm preaching to the choir tonight but there may be some listening who have never heard or who have never believed amen And so we need to pray that this word might have free course. So so this is God's design, what he revealed through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we must remember that not only does, does he have a design for this, but he also has his own definition of what righteousness is. You know, if we were to take a survey amongst a lot of people, they might say, well, righteousness is doing right uh righteousness is living right uh righteousness is always always being the right person and so forth i mean there's a there's a lot of different ways you could look at that uh but but god has his own definition about these things look in genesis keep your place in romans go to genesis 15 with me genesis 15. what does he want what did he reveal He's revealing his design. And he has designed that righteousness should come through the gospel. Through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And look in Genesis 15 with me. Now this is where, uh, and I think it's really kind of interesting. uh, Let me ask you a question while you're turning. You think about this. While While the sun is shining. I mean it's out there right now, right? Is the moon still out there? That's a silly question, isn't it? It seems like it's a silly question, but really it's not. We say, well, you say, well, how do you know it? Let me ask you, are the stars still out there? Well, I can't see them. you got to turn the lights out, right? Before you're able to see them. Look here in Genesis 15 with me. Now, this is where... Look at verse 1, it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And then Abram goes on to talk to him about, Man, I don't have a child. Look at verse 3, And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. Verse 4, And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. Well, what time of the day was this? If you read on a little further in the passage, that's when it gets dark look look down there look look at verse 9 and he said unto him take a heifer a she go to three years and pigeon turtle dove." look at verse 10 and took on him divided them and, and, and verse 11 when the fowls came down Abram drove them away now look at verse 12 and when the Sun was going down a deep sleep fell upon him so so when he's having this conversation in this vision with Abram it's not the middle of the night. He's just seeing something and he asked him, "Can you number the stars?" It's daytime. And and basically the answer was, "Well, no, I, I can't. Can you number them? No." And look and look at verse 6. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for what? For righteousness. This is the first time the word righteousness is found in the scriptures and god imputed righteousness to abram and it's the first place where a person received that who didn't do one thing to earn it who didn't follow one law or command to complete it he didn't join a church he didn't get baptized. He didn't speak in another language. He, didn't, uh, he hadn't done any mighty deeds. He just simply believed God and God counted it to him for righteousness. And he believed God in spite of what he could see or rather what he couldn't see. And he believed the Lord. And aren't we to walk by faith and not by faith? sight amen amen and that was god's definition in other words what i want you to see in this is that god's definition of righteousness has been revealed in the gospel of jesus christ the word righteousness means conformity to the right now here's the bottom line man has lost his way and is without or if you will is under god's condemnation And without this righteousness, there's no hope of salvation. I want you to go to Romans 10 with me. Look in Romans 10. Romans chapter 10. We're going to come back to Romans 1, I promise. Romans 10. Look with me here in this. Notice something. Paul still here is writing and look in verse 1 with me. Romans chapter 10 verse 1 he said brethren my heart's desire and prayer to god for israel is that they might be saved now watch for i bear them record that they have a zeal of god but not according to knowledge for they being ignorant of god's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of god you see god had a design and the design for this righteousness was going to be through the sacrifice of my son god's definition of righteousness is everything that we aren't that is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why why the Lord is not wanting us to compare myself to the person that I sit next to on my right hand or my left hand or back at home or grandma or grandpa. The bottom line is, is that we are to compare ourselves to the Son of God, God's definition of righteousness. And therefore, it's no wonder that we have come short of the glory of God we've come short of that righteousness and so and without it there's no hope of salvation christ is the repository i've used this illustration before you know if you wanted to see all the gold that america has the government has where is it where is it deposited where is it located supposedly it's in the gold vault in in in, uh, at fort knox there in radcliffe kentucky i have seen it from the freeway there. I've preached in Radcliffe, Kentucky a few times, and, uh, and I have seen the gold vault, man. It's got cameras, got all kinds of stuff, and of course, high fits and everything. There's nothing ornate about it. It just it looks like a big chunk of concrete with this uh, really heavy duty looking metal door. It's where Tank School is up there. And, and, uh, and, and what, 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 uh, what the gold is to the gold vault, Is what righteousness is to Christ what's in him and in Christ is the repository of the righteousness of God that's why we have to have him and so so what is God's demand how does that righteousness become ours to the place of justification how does it come it comes solely by faith by faith notice what he said go back to Romans 1 not only do we have God's design and God's definition, but there is God's demand. If you're going to have this righteousness, if we are to have it, we can only have it by means of faith. And look what he says. Look how he put this. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And, and what that, that little phrase, faith to faith, what that means is, where does faith come from? It does, brother Ed pointed up there. It does. It's not something that you work up. It's not something that you uh, that you you know that you endeavor to strive or whatever. It's not something that you're convincing yourself. It is something that comes from God. It is the gift of God. All right. And where does it come from? So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith is produced in the heart. We sing about that. You know. Uh, there's a song that says, I, I don't know how, hearing God's word produced faith in my heart, but I know in whom I have believed, right? I know whom I have believed and that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. That's part of the song. And, uh, and I don't know how God did it. When the first time I went to church, I was upset about what I heard. It, did, it didn't produce faith. Uh, it, it, it just affected my pride. Why are you blaming me for what happened to him? You know, that's how it affected me. But the more I came and the more I listened, pretty soon God was putting faith in my heart that that's true, that's true, that's true. And one day I acted on that truth and I believed. Amen. That's how you get in, that's how you get that righteousness. You know, it doesn't, you know, Abram didn't join the church, Abram didn't walk an aisle, Abram a, all the things that Abram didn't do. Abram didn't get baptized. He just did what he believed God, and God counted it to him for righteousness. Yes, and he was showing us that this is the way to have that. It is the way. And so, but you know, Proverbs 14:26 says this. Do you know what it says? There is a way. That seemeth right unto a man, but the but the end thereof are the ways of death. It's kind of like my friend that was out there with that Highlander guy. That just seemed right to go down that path. It was so well worn. That's the way that everybody goes. It must be to get to that place. But what was it? It was going to wind up in death. He was going to wind up hurt, injured, possibly dead by going that way. The way to go didn't look like it was the way it's kind of what happened to it's kind of what happened to old Naaman. he got out there and looked at the jordan river and said man that thing is a nasty place there's clean water back where i came from and you want me to dip in that seven times i mean it just it just defies logic and that's the part that is the stumbling block for so many people it is the simplicity of the gospel it's hard for us sometimes to try to explain to someone they say well you know because they've been messed with so many times if something sounds too good to be true it is too good to be true but this is true and uh and it's not just good it's wonderful amen (laughs) it's wonderful and so you can't afford to miss this i mean the imputation that means how god puts it in your account the imputation of god's righteousness Or justification comes solely and completely by faith faith alone and it says the just shall live by faith so so it didn't come by the law it doesn't come by works it's not by religion it's not by ritual it's certainly not by reward it must be received and believed by faith and that condition of trust the Lord will reinstate that righteousness to mankind. And so this is what he was revealing. So, But no, I want you to notice something. Do you know that the good news has never been a secret? Look, look back here in verse 2. Notice what it says. Let's look at verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated under the, the gospel of God. The good news of God, the gospel of God. Now look at the parentheses. Remember what I said what that's for? A parenthetical is where the Holy Spirit gives to us a little more information so that we understand the importance of this. In that parenthetical, notice what he says, which he, now that he is God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Well, when Paul wrote this, what were the Holy Scriptures? They were the Old Testament brother. And so we find that the idea of a Redeemer, we find the idea, if you will, that, uh, that, that this has not been a secret. And, uh, and so look at verse 17 again. For therein is the righteousness of God. Now watch, revealed from faith to faith. As it is written. That's going to be a reference to something in the Old Testament. As it is written. You know this is a, re- a reference to? This is re- a reference to the book of habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4 where it says that the just shall live by faith and so and so paul is showing them that righteousness by faith is not a new idea promoted by himself paul this wasn't paul's idea this was paul just declaring what he had learned out there in those deserts of arabia i mean that's the reason why he would be able to take the scriptures and reason with them out of the scriptures in the book of acts to show them hey that christ was in the world and christ came to save sinners and he was able to do that using the old testament and uh, and so remember what we're, we're what we're showing here is that in part what i talked about in that very first message was the fact that that this is not something new this is actually again the Old Testament concealed or the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed and so all that he was showing them that this is the natural progression of all those shadows and types now we're coming to the real thing well you know what is a shadow you know when you're out there and you're standing The shadow is just something that is is produced by the sun. The shadow is not the real thing. You're the real thing. And the shadows and types in the Old Testament were not the real thing. They were just that. Shadows and the real thing has now come along. And he wanted them to see that. Particularly, remember what he said in Romans 10? Man, it's my heart's desire that my brethren according to the flesh would be saved. That this was not something new. This was something that God had foretold in the Old Testament. And that it was an Old Testament truth for them to believe and receive. Well, let me give you something else that's been revealed. Not only, only, if you will, the, the revelation of God that's been revealed about the gospel, but I want you to see the wrath of God. Has been revealed. Look, in, look at verse 18 with me. For the wrath of God is, re, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them, for the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and godhead why so that they are without excuse not only did he reveal what righteousness was but he has also revealed the wrath of god not only the righteousness of god but the wrath of god has been revealed from heaven so 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 here's the bottom line when righteousness is received and believed there will be regeneration everlasting life and peace however when that revelation of of that righteousness is rejected then there's everlasting damnation and that's what he is revealing to them he's showing them the flip side of this and uh, you know because people People always ask the question, you know, or or, before I get to that, notice what it says. And who's this going to happen to? Look right there. There's a comma. uh, uh, It says, who hold the truth and unrighteousness. That word hold, I looked that up. I I thought always that, that they had knowledge. And, uh, and they held the truth and didn't do anything with it. But literally, what that word hold means, it means as if uh, it would mean as if I was holding on to the bridle on a horse. Rather than, rather than going in that direction, I'm holding against it. The truth is trying to make progress, and I'm fighting against it. I'm working against it. I'm restraining it. And that's how he likened their rejection of the light that they had who hold the truth and unrighteousness it means to hold back to restrain to bridle and what are they restraining they're restraining truth and the denial of truth is not just an error beloved it's a sin it's a sin and god holds them accountable and you know people ask this all the time well what about the guy that's on an island someplace you know what about them who have never heard and so forth? When they die, do they die and go to hell? And the answer is yes. You say, well, they're they're ignorant and and maybe they're innocent. There are no ignorant and there are no innocent. And I'm going to show that to you from the Word of God. God's not being mean. It's just being honest and truthful. And that's why there's an urgency for us to get the gospel to them. Notice what it says. Now watch. Look at verse 19. And let let me throw this out here as a disclaimer. Unless they are feeble-minded, mentally impaired from birth, they are not ignorant nor innocent. Look, look, Look at verse 20, what it says. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made well who are the things that are made that's us even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse did you ever when what listen when you get pulled over and he's writing you a ticket that's judgment right there is it not? <laughs> And, uh, and you plead your case and say, officer, oh, I didn't know. And what, are the, what can they say? Sorry. Ignorance is no, I didn't know my taillight was out. Well, you should have checked it. I didn't know my brake light was out. Uh, ignorance is no excuse. They just keep writing, don't they? They do. Sometimes they give you a warning, but sometimes they don't. And, uh, and, so, and so, why is this? And I want to make this plain. I mean, because God, listen, God is not waiting to crush people. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but through, the, but through Him that the world might be saved. Yeah. So don't take this as the wrong way. Well, God's just mean and just grumpy. and all. He's not. But what He is, He's holy. He is holy. Now here's what the Scripture declares. Listen, listen to this. Acts 14, 17 says, Nevertheless, He, being God, left not Himself without witness, in that He did good, and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. The scriptures tell us that God did not leave himself without a witness. The scriptures also tell us, what does what Psalm 19 say? The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. So what are we seeing here? Creation itself tells us that that there is a creator if there's a creation then there must have been a creator now do you know what when most children go to school when most children brother kids your age or whatever do you no. know what they, they don't go to school already, already with a heart of unbelief that's because somebody has messed with them amen it's true They get out there and look at something and they marvel at that, the birds or the animals or whatever. And it's not until they get in these schools that they find out somebody's going to say, well, this happened four million years ago or six million years ago in in defiance of Scripture. And they don't want that taught in schools anymore. But every man has that light. Go, Go to John 1 with me. Will you do that? The Gospel of John. Keep your place in Romans. Look at John chapter 1. I'll just say to you every person that's born in this world has some light. So how do I know that? Because that's what the scripture says. Look look what it says. John chapter 1 look in look in verse 4. It says in him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from John from God whose name was John, the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was was the true light. Now watch, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. That light was there for everyone. For everybody. Do you know what? When Noah got off the ark, they had the knowledge of God. They even had the knowledge of sacrifice, did they not? He had to have so many clean birds, he had to have more clean birds, more clean animals than he did unclean, why? Because he was gonna need them. He builds an altar, he sacrifices to God. That whole idea of a sacrificial offering and that was the means of approaching God was a knowledge that Noah and his sons had. But over time, they have put that from them. And this is why they are responsible to this day. The book of Titus says that, that, the, that the, the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. That's not, enough, that's not enough to save them, but it puts them on the right way. So we have this outward witness. We have creation. That's all around us. We have our own bodies and so forth and, and what they can do. So heaven, the heavens declare the glory of God. Now notice it was unto them Look at verse 19 because that which may be known of, I'm back in Romans 1. I'm sorry. Romans 1 because that which may be because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God has showed it unto them. That is the creation. That's the external. That's the outward. Well then there's also the inward and that's the conscience of man. And that's in Romans chapter 2, else accusing or excusing. When those Gentiles which had not the law, they become a law unto themselves, and God was going to use that over time to judge them. So we have the inward witness. we have the outward witness. It is the candle of the Lord, right? And so and so the wrath of God is revealed. And here's the thing, if men will receive it, they'll enjoy the blessings of it. if they reject it, There's something yet to come. And that is the recompense. That's the recompense. And I'm I'm going to give you this and then I'm going to be done. I'm closing right now. There is the recompense of God. There's the revelation of God. The righteousness of God. And then there's the wrath of God. And then there's the recompense from God. The recompense of these things. And look in verse 21 with me. Because, now notice what it says. When they knew God. They had some light, beloved, back then. They had light. But what, that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was dark. And what happens when you walk away from light? It, it gets dark. There's darkness. There is darkness, and you can't find your way. Man, I I remember I was in survival school, and they'd gotten us up there, and we were on this trek where they were chasing us to escape and evade, and uh, in the mountains of Spokane. And man, I'd left the fire. We were making jerky that night and uh, smoking it, you know, over a fire. And it was somebody else was supposed to watch the fire for the next two hours, and so I went out there and I'm looking for his his uh, shelter that he made out of a parachute. And I've never been in those woods before. i would never been in Washington before. And I got up there, and man, I'm stumbling around. Next thing you know, I'm ringing wet because it had rained. And this was May, and it was cold, and I got out there. And man, there's a huge, big old tree out there. And man, it was so dark. I mean, there wasn't a street light. You, you know country dark, right? Do you all know what I mean when I say country dark? I mean, so you can't see your hand in front of you. I get out there, and man, where'd that big tree come from? And oh my gosh, I'm lost. And all I could think about, my imagination was taken over, Sister Zane. You know what I was imagine- imagining? I was imagining, man, this is the time that bears get up from hibernation. And when they wake up, they are hungry. Amen. Yeah. And, I, and they haven't eaten in a long time. And I look like good bear bait. Yeah, yeah. And man, that was running through my mind. And I'm stumbling around out there in the dark. And I stumbled into a, like a small stream. but I mean, it's, it's wide and about knee deep and everything. And it's rushing because all this snow melted and everything. When you walk away from light. I had light by that campfire. But once I got out there and that stuff, I never did find his shelter. And I turned around. I couldn't see any light. There was no light. Nothing nothing and that's what happened just like my imagination got the best of me their imaginations became vain and their heart was darkened listen this is the reason why when you reject the light you get a darkened heart think about it they went from rational to irrational this is where you have the creatures are more important than the creator isn't that the world we're living in right now (laughs) that's where we're living why is that that's a product this is a product of the rejection of light where creatures mean more than the Creator I mean they don't they don't mind and when you think about it some of the cruel and terrible things that they do I mean like these partial birth abortions and then put a probe in the baby's skull back there and and piff their brain like they do a frog and all that deliver that child that, that dies like that they don't mind doing that. But boy, t- don't tell them that there's a beached whale someplace or there's a porpoise someplace that shouldn't be or something else going on or the spotted owl or some frog somewhere. Man, they'll shut down businesses. They won't let you live there. They'll do all that to save a frog. But they don't mind killing a child. Do you do you just see where, where the result, here is the result of the rejection of light? You have creatures more important than the creator you have climate over common sense yeah. you know i heard the latest thing now you know you can't buy you can't buy a light bulb like that it just it just went into effect yesterday there's just no limit as to how far the government feels that they can reach into our world they're trying to get rid of where i, where I won't be able to use propane for the, the stove and oven that I have in the camper you won't you won't be able to use the gas you won't be able to have that now I don't know if they're going to grandfather that in or how they're going to do it you don't hear the details about it they're just saying that they're coming you know I mean they're coming for your oven <laughs> how ridiculous climate over common sense and and you tell me that the economy is getting greater it costs more now for a for a A basket of groceries why all because the fuel cost has gone up you have carnality and confusion of the sexes versus christ likeness look at verse 26 for this cause god gave them up to vile affections even for even their women did not did change the natural use into that which is against nature and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat and even as they did not like to retain god in their knowledge god gave them over to a reprobate mind so what you have you have rejection of light, you have a darkened heart. You have the rational to irrational. And you have reprobate minds to unrestrained wickedness. When you have when something goes to probate, it means it gets assigned. It's it is uh, it's desert. In other words, they have to make a decision about what's in the will. They they probate that. As to who's to get that reprobate is that they can't make a good decision, that their minds are so messed up. Have these inordinate affections. Look what it says. Look, look uh, a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Verse twenty nine, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection implacable that means they can never be satisfied implacable unmerciful you know and that implacable is almost actually like they are so angry that's the reason why man some of these people you know they protest or somebody comes out there with a with a gospel sign or whatever and i mean they get up in their face they're angry they will hit them they do all kinds of things and all of that is fine because it's all done in the name of the first amendment the freedom of speech and the right to protest, so long as you're on their side. Now watch, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. you know that God even looks at the sympathizers? Every malignancy of man's wicked heart, lasciviousness and immorality are rampant, and they are indifferent to the judgment of God. And he is, he's, there's a warning for all those that sympathize with Him. Well, I don't practice what they do, but uh, you know we just got to live and let be. It's okay with me. and You can't sympathize. That's, that's why it goes back to, can we still recognize what sin is? Yes, we can. We can. We can. You know, Paul's very plain in his speech, Acts 17 says, you know, in times past, God winked at the ignorances of men, but, but what's He done now? Today he's called. He's commanded all men everywhere, to repent, to repent. And uh, and so Paul doesn't mince any words and he's going to take us on this Romans road, if you will, as we get into these chapters and we look at chapter 2, uh, Lord willing, and, uh, and we'll see how he is drawing all in because some would say, well, man, I'm glad I'm not like him. Like the Pharisee, remember when they, I'm the Lord, I'm glad I'm not like that publican outside, that bum that's out here. I do this and I do that. And the Lord Jesus said, man, who went home justified that day? It wasn't that Pharisee. (laughs) It wasn't the Pharisee. And so God, through Paul, is going to call all those things and bring all those things into the light in those next chapters. All right? And so uh, cheer up. It's going to get better. Amen. (laughs) Amen. The good news isn't really good until you understand what the bad news is. But thank God for the gospel. Amen. Amen. Thank God somebody brought it to us. Loved him enough. And and thank the Lord Jesus that he loved his father enough. To go to Calvary for us. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father I thank you so much. For what we've read tonight. Thank you Lord for your faithfulness in these things. And Lord I'm so glad. That brother Al Allen came to my house. And shared the gospel with me. And what you did in Debbie's heart. and Lord, in, in living letters. Not in a, in a book. But in a, in a tablet of her heart. And Lord, to see the change in her life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for saving my brothers and sisters here, Lord. Bringing them under the gospel. That we might come to know you through Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you that it's by faith alone. For there's not one thing we could do to deserve it, to earn it, and certainly not to keep it. Thank you, Lord. You do the saving and the keeping. We love you tonight. I pray you'll dismiss us, Father, in your love. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.